Mushroom walks into a bar, says, bartender, give me a drink. Bartender <sighs> says, we don't serve mushrooms here. Mushroom says, come on, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. It's Love Week with my wife, Brian Daniel Fueling. And uh, Brian, welcome back. How are you doing? No comment. All right. I What you don't know is we just muted her mic because she was on the floor laughing <laughs> hysterically. When she's heard that joke a thousand and twenty-four times. Brian, a good joke never gets old. Anyways. I know, because you tell the same ones to your brother, David. I know. And he's like, <laughs> Every time you see them hilarious. and you laugh at them as though you guys have never heard them. He's my favorite person to tell, tell jokes. <laughs> he to. Is, and it's so genuine. Yeah. Uh all right, Brian, we have a we have a doozy of a question today. Um I've been actually Sort of not looking forward to answering this question because I don't know between this one and tomorrow's question if if we can win. Tomorrow's mm-hmm. question is, is physical attraction to your spouse necessary? Today is how should a man handle insecurities in his girlfriend or wife? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about today. How, how should a man handle them? Could we just first maybe define what an insecurity is so we can at least know what we're trying to remedy? Off the cuff, definition of insecurity. I think of it something that something that's inside of our soul, something security? that's inside of our personality. Yeah, that when you go around and you rattle the different areas, mm-hmm. you get to that point and there's something that's like obviously like, ooh, that was that shook you up a little bit. Yep. And so a lot of times I will map out insecurities of people on a big whiteboard and we begin to see that they are the things that make us have the most emotional responses. They're kind of the trigger points that make us um not be who we want to be and they have a lot of control over our lives so i just mapped out with a a young guy um parts of of anger mm-hmm. and one of the things we found is that at the core of almost all of his angry experiences are um, times when people tell him who he is put labels on him that he doesn't really want to accept and he doesn't think are him but if somehow he gives them the power to tell him who he is so that's an insecurity whereas if he was secure and someone said hey you look like a reindeer that wouldn't really affect him because yep. he'd be like obviously i'm not a reindeer that mm-hmm. doesn't really bother me but when someone says hey you look like you're angry when you're not angry somehow that then makes you angry mm-hmm. um because that's an insecurity and that's a place that gets rattled very easily inside of your soul so an insecurity would be a, a subject a topic a thing that when brought up it creates a lack of security in a relationship or right. in their own, or even to their own self in right. a sense. So if a, a wife is uh, insecure about her body, yeah. when her body is naked and fully exposed, uh, in her brain she'll say, uh, she may not say this consciously, but this will be the, the, the train of thought right. subconsciously, if he sees my body for what it is, the relationship will be less secure and he'll be less attracted to me, right? When So what it does is there's this insecurity and that it is something that, when exposed, um, reduces her confidence in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the guy loses confidence, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But she's losing confidence in what's happening. Yeah, I think the relationship may be one piece of it, but sometimes it's not even that it'll have an effect on a relationship. It's just the effect that you think about yourself. So most women, in their insecurities, 
don't, at least in the realms that I live in, Mm -hmm. I do get a different sense of insecurities that happen in the world where people actually do think less of them for these insecurities. That's not necessarily that they think, oh, someone's going to think I'm less of a person because I am overweight. Well, in the liberal, but they think they're less of a person. However, when you see in cultural context, like a lot of people don't share what they think because they're insecure. If I share it, then they're going to they're going to think less Mm -hmm, of me. mm -hmm. I always imagine it as if you had a picture of different aspects of who this person was, and you'd go up to a certain door and it'd be secure. You know, like a secure Mm -hmm. door, it doesn't jiggle at all when you try to get it, and so it doesn't shake that person, doesn't shake the foundation, doesn't get an emotional response out of them. And you go to these different areas and then you find this one that's insecure. And it's just like an insecure door. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you start pulling on it and banging on it a little bit, it gets a little bit of movement behind it. It can start to rattle. It can start to shake yep, that person. That's a good one. I like that. And I think that's the same thing, especially when it comes to both men and women, all humans. When you get to that special area, when you get to those special thoughts, whether they've received messages from when they were young or feedback from people. Or a lot of times it's just things that they have come up with on their own minds, um, you know, like earlobes like that's one time i had someone just talking to me about their earlobes and how their earlobes were so big and i just sat there looking at their earlobes and i thought look fine to me um okay but then they would analyze their a lot of times people know what their insecurities are because it's what they're most judgmental towards other people in Mm. because they begin to assess and compare those specific areas so i've worked with so many clients over the years that have brought in very specific areas that they that they identify in people like nose shape chin shape Um, muscle tone, things that I never look at. And I thought, wow, okay. And so it's it's shown me that a lot of times people look at these different physical attributes and or personality characteristics or, yeah, so the tangible and the intangible of things that they themselves are insecure of to try to get feedback for themselves Mm -hmm. and to try to compare. And so when we think about insecurities and we think about these different places in our lives, the way that we interact with other people. So this this question is specifically the context of a husband or he at the end of the question, he also says like a dating relationship, any kind of romantic relationship. How, how does he deal with that? And I don't think that answer is as easy as we would want it to be. Because I think there's one part of the answer, which is that we have to be the voice of truth in those people's lives. And we have to be able to counter the darkness and the lies that try to build up in these areas. The truth is tricky there because I agree. You can either be the the voice of correction or the voice of encouragement. I agree. And that that's like a fine line. Truth can Mm -hmm. be communicated in different avenues. Totally agree. And the other part that's tricky, which (laughs) I feel like this person is hoping for a much more concrete answer, but the other part that's tricky with insecurities is that oftentimes gets kind of into a codependent relationship where you actually help, like you said, continue to perpetuate the problem by being nice or by Mm -hmm. trying to say kind things towards their insecurities when maybe they really do need to change, when maybe there really is something that needs to have happen. So I think a lot of this is maybe like, I would imagine the context of this is like, do you think I'm fat? And the husband's like, no, you're beautiful. Which she could be overweight and he can still think she's Absolutely. beautiful. And that's something that he needs to speak truth into. But he's not getting to the issue. The issue right. is, but this is becoming a problem. Now, how do you, right. but let's if be you straight. Think it's how does a, a husband address a weight issue in his wife? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. Because then she automatically interprets that he is now less attracted right. to her. And his main voice in that situation is to remind her of who she is. Right. That like he can still find her beautiful, even though she's gaining weight. Right. But you and I both know no man, very few men can win in these circumstances. Right. But it's not necessarily about winning. 
very it few feels men, like it would very want few to be. men can put this on a positive trajectory. These are conversations that go down in 20 years down the road when she says oh, to I a counselor, I can he told me I was fat absolutely. and he was like, no, I told you I love you and you're beautiful and this is an issue and I want to help you. Like absolutely. that's so like you're genuinely dealing with something that culture has fed an insecurity cycle that when you hear these words from your husband, here's how you internalize it and punish him for years. Right. Well, then there's also the culture of like, anytime your wife tells you that she's not feeling pretty, just tell her she's pretty. And that's also, in my opinion, not right. Because a woman, like, but a woman at the same time, I, pretty is attractive. Right. But at the same time, I need to agree with the fact that at those moments, your job as a husband is to like, try to ground her insecurity. Um, but I think that we find these like cultural lemming-ish statements that we're supposed to follow in order to make that happen. Yep. But we maybe need to be looking at this from a different perspective to be able to say, actually, I need to root you in security in a different way. So here's mm. an example that's not really having to do with this. A lot of times people come and show you, try to show you something that they have like, oh, look at my amazing iPod or look at my amazing iPad or something that is like, you're like, okay, great. I see that you're taking way too much security or way too much identity in mm. having this possession or in doing this thing, I consistently try to bring it back to give them the attention that they're looking for, but relate it therefore to some other kind of subject, right? So for example, when I went to Ecuador, all of the Ecuadorians would come up to us and be like, look at my used Nikes. And they wanted us to find their Nike symbol brands amazing. And one of the things they had told us is help them find the security that they're looking for, but not in what is this temporary Nike shoe, but get that back to their culture, what they're yeah. good at. So they would continually say, one of your greatest jobs is to give them the attention of the amazingness of who they are by the things that they already are so good at, not mm. by their like cultural lemming trying to be American, right? By their mm-hmm. Nike shoes, but by, hey, you can shoot a monkey down from a tree with a blowgun. And so con- consistently redirecting that into something about who they are rather than about how they're trying to obtain that. Because I think very quickly, this whole insecurity game becomes a codependency circle that um, is not beneficial for anyone. I'm just I'm trying to get down to like the bottom line here. Mm -hmm. Um, Insecurity like this is not like, oh, I'm kind of insecure. The depth of insecurity for most women, understandably in this culture, meaning the incredibly ridiculous standards and expectations of which, which is crazy because beauty shifts from culture to culture, and you know, decade to decade, um, generation to generation. But um, and the stories of insecurity that they're told to repeat, men are not walking into neutral or barely right. neutral contexts. They are walking into nuclear war. Agreed, and that's why I'm not saying it's an easy path. The question that this person actually asked is. Um, in one of his sermons, Pastor Michael mentioned that a godly husband will disarm all insecurities for years to come. And I think the way that that is put is super accurate because you're not saying um, to say some trite statement that yep. makes the insecurity go away. You actually oh, use no. the words disarm. And that's like when you think about the nuclear war yep. option, you're actually asking men and women in their husbands to enter into a relationship seeking to disarm and dismantle the the basis of those lies, the Mm -hmm. factors of those lies, and not just throw a blanket over it and pretend like it's not there. Because you throw a blanket over a bomb, it's still going to blow up and kill everybody. And this is my, this was my point of using that word is that if you ever watch on TV shows, people disarm bombs, the hesitance and the skill and the craft and the knowledge and the study to be able to disarm these kind of bombs, Mm -hmm. it's intense. 
And so what I'm often concerned about is we throw men into the landmine of women's insecurities. Yes. And they're not skilled or equipped to do it, which doesn't mean they're off the hook. Right. Right. So like I want to look at women everywhere and say, like, you are putting your husband in impossible situations. Now, the reason I'm talking to women right now is because the question is from a dude to his whatever. Right. So like if the if the question was from a wife to her husband, this would be a completely different podcast. Um, I mean, we might have some similar principles, but we would mm-hmm. talk about things differently. But I think women have have to understand uh, and try to find their security outside of their husbands and allow their husbands to come in to these insecurities. But when when the women are blind to them and they're just demanding their husband to reinforce their insecurities, do I look beautiful right. today? That's so shallow. Like it's what so if, empty. What if she doesn't? What if it's a terribly ugly outfit and her makeup, like honestly, the colors don't match her skin tones? And mm-hmm. what if you're like? To be honest, I've never liked your makeup your whole life. You know, like, what do you say? I mean, mm-hmm. at that point, this dude knows bound up in his answer is not humility, but identity. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't give her or reinforce her view of her identity, she's going to be mad at him and she's going to punish him for it. Right. And so that's very tactical in the way that that's approached and very. Um, so does the husband lie? No, I think. Does the husband the- tell the truth? No. <laughs> well, when, 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 when we get to the concept, yes, he does. But when we get to the concept Which of our truth. words, when we get to the con- concept of our words, that's why Ephesians consistently yeah. talks about how like we're supposed to give something to someone when it's a build up at the appropriate time. And those are two of the greatest markers of a lot of those feelings and thoughts that he might have is that anytime that information is given, even though it's truth, we don't just say it because it's truth. Mm-hmm. There's wisdom and discernment that comes with building uh, up when, where, and when that is. Yep. And I think one of the greatest aspects of a husband's words to his wife is, and one of the things that this gentleman right in question, he said, as men, I think we struggle because we want to be able to fix it and move on. Yep. But maybe this, this is, is something that fixing. is exactly it's about disarming. And exactly. And that could be a very long process because the lies yep. of culture and the lies of the enemy that seep into a woman's heart and a man's, but as you said, we're talking about the women's day, are so deep and so multivascular in the way that they spread out into their entire like identity. Um, and for some women more than others, for some personalities more than others. Um, and so one of the biggest things is that they have to be very conscientious and intentional, which has been the theme of so many of our relational podcasts that we've done, is that this takes a very intentional approach to be able to say, okay, I see that lie and I am not going to play into that. So I'm not going to just say, oh, no, you look great, whenever that is. But I'm going to begin to see, okay, you know what? You are absolutely being so intentional about the way that you look, and it looks beautiful. Yep. And being able to see that insecurity, speak truth to it, and also, like, gird up around that. And I think, you know, in terms of, like, walking the long road with someone, there's two aspects of that. When I was a camp counselor... I would have little girls say to me, am I fat? These are third graders, mind you, but we won't get into the problem of that. Am I fat? Am I fat? Am I fat? Am I fat? And I always thought, okay, I could just say, no, 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 no. But that didn't really feed them anything. That didn't dismantle anything. That just perpetuated a cycle of them asking the question again the next day. Or we could talk about what it is to think about ourselves. We could talk about body image. We could talk about the way God has created us to be. We could talk about acceptance. We could talk about... um, living life to the fullest as to how God has even shaped and created us to be. And we could proceed down that route, which would actually speak to the heart of an issue rather than just perpetuating a cycle. And I think a lot of men take the quick, 
fast, easy answer out and they're not looking to the bigger. We want three steps. We want a process and a tool and then right. we want an outcome we can measure. Right. And they're not looking to the, not how a the nuclear problem. Um, they're looking to fix it and yep. get on. So this person, I would look at them and say, um, start looking up YouTube videos on dismantling bombs. Honestly, that's a great um, advice. And I'm not joking. And then go get a counselor and, and say, if my wife is like a bomb and she expl- she's going to explode if mm-hmm. I don't dismantle this, would you help me? Mm-hmm. And let somebody smarter and wiser guide you through the skillful, nuanced, time-consuming process of dismantling mm-hmm. a woman's insecurities. And I think at the end Disarm. of the day, to quote someone famous on this podcast— I think that the biggest aspect of that is that, yes, like it's, it happens over time, um, but it's also one of the greatest acts of love is to be able to look into the identity of another person and to be able to remind them of who they are and, and who they're not. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way of speaking life into someone and a way of helping them to see who they are instead of focusing so much on who they're not and being yep. discontent in that. So if, a, if a, a wife hears her husband start saying, like if she starts saying, hey, how does this look at me? You know what? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> she'll know she'll know something's wrong. <laughs> uh, All right, we have one more question. Tomorrow is physical attraction to your spouse necessary? Wow, talk about landmines. Talk about some bombs we gotta disarm here. All right, see you tomorrow, Brian. You're coming back. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. Wait for the joke. Mm-hmm.